Hello everyone. Welcome to Recast and I'm your host Saurabh Sardana. World around us has changed and recasted in a way that is difficult to imagine. It has become more complex and for some overwhelming. This podcast series is the result of my hunger to inspire individuals and companies to unlock growth value through the power of understanding societies and consumers. It's not the ideas but those who make ideas work will stay ahead. So I will dig into the untold stories and unfiltered content from people who have made these ideas work for them. Stay tuned. For me personally, most interesting storytellers are entrepreneurs. Their sheer drive to succeed and innovate often makes their journeys interesting to listen to. Most of the entrepreneurs that I have met thrive in uncertainty and have the ability to make every opportunity count. And this gets even more interesting if the entrepreneur has left a cushy and a comfortable 9 to 6 job to pursue his passion. My guest today is somebody who has worked with global insight companies and one day decided to leave it all to get into the business of producing visual content. How did the insights industry prepare him to be an entrepreneur? What are his passion points and what lessons he learned in this journey? To discuss this and more, we have today with us Navneet Ahuja, founder at Unhide. Welcome to my show, Navneet. Thanks, Saurabh. Thanks a lot. Really happy being here, and uh, looking forward to a great conversation ahead. Navneet, uh, we've known each other for what almost fifteen years, and I think we are speaking almost after eight years today. And I think my short chat uh, with you just before we started recording this podcast also reminds me, you know, how sort of curious, how energetic, and how witty you were. And I must say that I think you've you've sort of retained those qualities since then. So very very happy to have you. on my show and i think you are somebody who truly embodies the spirit of my podcast which is titled as recast and i and i say that because i think you've had a very interesting sort of career journey so why don't we start by listening to your story which will help us to get some background but at the same time i think our listeners will also be able to understand how did you manage to get in market research industry and then get out of it Sure, Saurabh. I think that's an interesting question to start the conversation. My basic story is that I'm a hardcore Delhi boy. I like to call it like that. I did my schooling, graduation, everything from Delhi. Then now I am I'm residing in Gurugram. Having said that, I did my MBA, and at that time my MBA college was a new college in the market. So we had to kind of snatch any good opportunity that came our way. And I'm glad that I'm IMRB came on day zero. i sat for it because i thought that's the closest to marketing which was my specialization i could get to and therefore i entered uh, marketing research and consulting with imrb i spent some amazing 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 time at imrb and that's where i actually met you also so having spent four and a half years and was servicing some of the biggest clients i think i was the lead on one of the two big accounts for imrb the quantitative research division i realized that it's time for me to kind of experience something new and something different and then i kind of moved to another equally powerful and very good brand called basis which was part of nielsen that's another reputed marketing research company and i spent another four and a half to five years there so in total of around 9 9 and a half years of work experience in the corporate world servicing clients like pepsico uh, within pepsico frito danone sc johnson and uh, quite a few other clients i always carried a desire of something doing of my own you know something to do of my own 
there was no strategy and no plan i did try giving it a shot also during my graduation years also so i came up with a website which was exactly the idea that became facebook later on so i had launched this website with three other friends called oneandall.com as simple as that the point was connecting people and sharing their stories but it didn't take off and i tried something else in television went to bombay with a friend and so on and so forth so i kept grappling with the idea but it was not fructifying as they say then in august of 2011 i reached out to two friend and i said why are people buying painting why not photography these two friends were into amateur photography like a lot of people do that right you pick up dslr and you start shooting is the easiest hobby also to pick and develop or to reject and that's how it started and then one of my friend was convinced and he was gracious enough that we both collaborate and we kind of took it forward so that's broadly the journey of mr to say the field of creative arts which now of course is in the space of visual content and it's it's going very well it's uh, both the parts have been very good my 9 to 10 years in corporate world and almost 7 years in the non corporate world if i say that and it's it's been extremely extremely gratifying so navneet let me just break this journey down for my listeners i think the first 4 years at imrb which is now rebranded as cantar the next 5 years with like basis at nielsen and i think you know after that you've spent almost about 7 to 8 years what you do with visual content at unhide the way i look at this is that you know the first 4 years were all about insight thinking the next 5 years were all about foresight thinking and then i think the next 7 years has all been about creative thinking how do you how do you see this journey and you know how your thinking pattern has changed as you have evolved and sort of moved in this journey the first 4 to 5 years or 4 and a half years at imrb over as you rightly said was getting to understand what is the job world so it was all about developing new insights about profession about corporate ladder about designations about the quality of work getting into the technicalities of how marketing research insights work developing the skills that you need to present so and as i said it was a fantastic experience the next 5 years the next five years were actually uh, two things coming together and that's really really helped me approach the 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 current phase of my life which was that it was about developing and delivering quality which is the deliverable the the promise of a great research and great insight but also the focus was on developing business how do you manage clients how do you how do you grow them how do you ensure that you understand their problems their needs and come up with a solution that works gain their trust and be credible now these two skill sets uh, really has helped me when i change gears or for that matter change lanes from a much more comfortable zone of marketing research to a completely alien territory of photography videography designing visual content right because i carried one thing forward which was if you want to develop business in my case from zero the only way is that you deliver what you promise it's okay if you promise less but for as long as you're delivering what you're promising the start is beautiful so that is one key takeaway i will say that i'll kind of you know attribute to my 9 to 10 years of experience the second insight that i will definitely still carry is that it's important to work in teams it's really important to work with 
bosses, with seniors, and of, of all nature, of all kind. Because it's only then you actually realize how good or how bad you are, how grounded or how high flyer you are. Even if you believe that you have highest potential and you are the best placed person to succeed, it's only when someone else shows you, shows you a mirror, which is in this case, say the corporate world. So you are being held accountable by your client, by your bosses, by your juniors, because I was leading a team pretty successful at Nielsen and even at IMRB, right? You can't just operate in silos. You know that you're part of a bigger ecosystem. And that kind of makes you believe that the same principles have to apply when you're building a business, which is non-funded, service business completely from zero the i mean i you i mean there's a kind of there's a quote that i offer my team which is when you have nothing to sell you have passion to show so when i entered the industry which was this creative field industry that's how i was saying that okay i will sell them my passion but i will deliver also so it's not that I'll open, like you, I'm sure you'll understand because you also probably from the same industry, which is trial and repeat. It's so easy to get trial. The beauty lies in repeat, right? So I can open door and request you, try to convince you, use all the marketing jargon and get a new business. But if I don't repeat, if I don't get a repeat, I'm sorry, then what's the point? So those nine to 10 years hardcore experience of dealing with FMCG client of the, being with two of the biggest companies probably in the world in this specific field of being at the forefront for which I'm very grateful in building business and setting up teams has really worked in my favor now when I look back. I was actually two, I was a, like one of the two founding members of Basis in Delhi. Before me, Basis was all Bombay centric. So there were only two people, me and my senior, who were hired to set up the entire team. So even at Nielsen, I actually built the basis practice or business along with my team and other people from scratch. That experience and the first job experience, even the first appraisal, how it's supposed to be carried out, right? What, are the, what, what do we mean when we say value system of companies? All those experiences I'm actually be, I'll be honest with you, I am carrying forward till now. In the first two years, and it's something which no one knows. Whenever I used to get any project, even if it was the smallest ticket size, I actually used to call my ex-boss. And I used to send him WhatsApp and call and thank him. Thank him profusely. I mean, I will not name, but he knows this. For that matter, I've always been in touch with him till today, just sending him that the way you are approaching clients and business and solutions, I'm applying and you will be surprised I got results. I actually followed it to the T and I got my biggest project and one of the biggest clients for Unhide with that approach. So Navneet, what I've heard so far is that if you have the itch to create coupled with unwavering commitment, that's the perfect recipe to be an entrepreneur. Is that correct? I am with you. To be honest with you, Saurabh, there is one or two more elements I believe need to be added to that description, which is consistency. Right At times, it is easy to show that you're committed and it's very easy to show the itch to get a new project, to get a new client. Right, What really matters and what does kind of, you can say, ensure that there will be momentum is consistency. 
that how consistent are you in delivering your promises week after week project after project month after month so that's important second point or rather should i say second point from my side which is like in addition to what you said is that a lot of other pieces have to fall in place for you to actually start enjoying the journey where some returns some results some uh, tangible shape your idea starts to take because the initial years of any entrepreneurial journey is all about solitary walks to be honest with you right like you genuinely and it's not it's of course all textbooks so it's nothing new that i'm talking about but you genuinely have nothing you can't share what you're going through with anyone no matter whatever people say be with your family friends relatives your life partner and all so so yeah so therefore you have to keep the faith alive that something will work you have to stick it out as you said unwavering commitment the itch has to remain there and it has to be done consistently at least then you can start finding some value in a journey that you have undertaken where the results may or may not come so yeah you have to have a lot of patience to stick out so navneet you've also managed teams i think for the first 9 years when you were part of you know the corporate setup yeah right and i think why i asked that previous question was that you know i think in my opinion while industry teaches you really well on on sort of delivering on timelines delivering on projects and they just i think by design sort of actually make you commit to many opportunities that are thrown at you would you say that the industry especially the insights industry in this in this context also prepares you for that itch oh absolutely you know itch to create Oh, absolutely absolutely yeah uh, 100% so i have a desire to create something on my own let's suppose i'm 20 21 22 right but i don't know the way i don't have any direction cut to i join a company i understand how things work i get exposed to bigger goals bigger dreams bigger targets i get exposed to some really respectable learned people cut to another company i understand how businesses are developed what is the approach one should follow what is client centricity how does it work right cut to me being part of unhide so what happens is in those 9 to 10 years of being in the inside industry right which is one of the oldest and most successful industries right it's 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 a pretty respectable industry i get to understand all the nitty gritties the brick by brick process of what all one needs forget g- building a business to even get a new project on your own as a freelancer and when you keep doing it, it's like it's a very simple thing imagine you are a freelancer and you have to get project after every 3 months after 5 years 6 years you will actually start seeing the result that it's it's actually you're running a business you're running a proper business and so all those learnings came to me from being very closely aligned with some of the best people in the insight industry so if there is any young and budding researcher out there who plans to start his own venture and i think he has to learn something from your journey what would you say were your biggest influences within the market research business that sort of really helped you also set up your new venture so what did who really influenced you and i think what were those episodes events that you still very clearly remember that shaped you to take the plunge when the time came that that's a very good question sort of uh, it's actually made me think 
Okay, so I'll put like this. Uh, there, I will say that there are been four or five individuals who, of course, were my senior and still are my senior, who did leave either an influence which was positive or kind of an inspiration which came from a negative zone. When I'm saying negative zone, I don't mean that they were negative, but the incident just kind of, you know, like when you face some challenges, you can either channelize those challenges towards positive or you can let that ch those challenges bother you. So I'm talking about the positivity. So a couple of my senior or my bosses at IMRB and then a couple of people at Nielsen, they were very, very clear quality and traits which were very inspiring. And I've emulated them, which is in terms of how do we take care of teams? How do we ensure that the teams are completely in line with the broader vision and they're having fun? And at the same time, we ensure that the focus doesn't go away from our client and their needs and, and, and all the benefits that we need to offer to the client. So that's one part. Second part, having spent almost out of those nine and a half years, having spent around seven, seven and a half years servicing a very respectable and reputed client like PepsiCo, really opened me to understand how global companies and global brands operate. You know, what are their, if I say, what are their challenges that we can fulfill and respect as collaborators, as consultants, and as researchers? These two broad parts, which is some of the senior people I've worked and some of the key projects that I carried out, really, really, really have helped me shape up my approach and even the DNA that I'm trying to build at the Unhide. You've you've learned a lot from your mentors, and I think that was a constant source of inspiration. And I think you've used those learnings, you know, as you've started your own company and your own venture. Let me ask you a very loaded question then. Do you think or do you believe that market research industry is producing very high quality mentors? Okay, uh, that is indeed a loaded, a little tricky question, but I'll give it a shot. So a couple of things are there. Do I believe currently? I will say yes and a no. Yes, because most of the people I have worked with or I drew inspiration from, they're still with marketing research. They're at a fairly senior position. Some of them may have retired, but they're still in touch with their uh, roots of MR and insight. So therefore, those mentors exist. So that's the first question. The reason I said no is because I've not been in touch consciously for the last seven years. So I don't know what shape it has taken. But I am in touch on my at my personal level with almost all the people I look up to or I value and all. And the best, interesting, most interesting part to that sort of is that those guys are still in touch with MR. Like I have exited, they have not. They may have retired. They may have taken a work from home. They may have taken a you know, voluntary semi-retirement, if I say it, right? But yeah, they're, they're still there. And I think they're doing well for themselves. And people like people like these who I will call my informal mentors, uh, they will remain mentors to anyone who's seeking some learning. So I think more than the mentor, I would have liked to understand from you and from other people that like, do we have students who are looking for mentors? So I think, you know, the mentee also has a part to play. I think they have to be equally curious. Actually, it's always a mentee. To be honest with you, it's always a mentee. It's never the mentor. It's always a mentee, right? Like, it's as simple as that. I was not, I was not looking for people, simply put, right? I was looking for learning. 
so if i would have spent as much time as i spent with my boss instead of that i would have spent time with you i would have picked some learning from you so it's always about the seeker and not the so called mentor teacher and i've always believed that by the way that's very interesting navneet because i think one thing that i know uh, which is taught to us from day 0 when we get into this industry that you know you are here to solve a client's problem some people would say you are here to solve a business problem but i think one big difference that i've seen between insight practitioners who work in any of those corporates versus entrepreneurs while insight practitioners focus on solving a business problem i just firmly believe that entrepreneurs in fact help to fill a void or a gap which is there in the society now you you started a very interesting venture which is called unhide and i think you you actually started with photography but i think since then that whole thing has also evolved and i think now you do more of visual and sort of motion content in your sort of work as well so just help me understand what kind of void are you filling with the society with this venture uh before that sort of i am sorry but i'll answer that question in a minute i wanted to share one more point in regard to your previous question which is mm-hmm. my biggest own realization is that a company can offer a job career is a joint responsibility which unfortunately that's very relevant yeah which unfortunately i don't think people realize including maybe i when i was in 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 the job environment right because uh, you need to own your career and you need to obviously have a sense of belongingness to the company you are operating in case you don't like it you will change it's very natural i will change you will change so it's there's nothing uh, wrong about it but holding a company or a industry responsible for your failure is not a right practice and therefore i'm saying a company can offer you a job career will remain a joint responsibility because i can say for example i can tell you what you need to do right the how to do it and how to achieve it will be like a joint team partnership between the boss and the junior between the mentor and the mentee between a team and a fresher between a senior and a team whatever you want to say so that was something which i thought i'll share with you because i'm i'm pretty convinced with That's that pretty i think relevant. that yeah 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 so yep coming back to your question about void yep so when i started of course to be honest with you i was trying to fill a void in my life if simply put and that was not a void of desperation and all because as i said that i had a great 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 time in my corporate life it was more of a void of giving something of my own a shot right the the journey to transform something to do something of your own the excitement the same metrics that drive a lot of people who take this journey of entrepreneurship my father was a if i say uh, like a first generation entrepreneur who had also quit a cushy job and that too in much more difficult circumstances than i did much more difficult and he he did exceedingly well so he used to share his story and therefore that used to inspire me it's very natural and then of course by the time i was 18 19 which is 98 99 2000 2000 the entire dot com yahoo.com redefmail.com in india right the entire technology fast paced movement ups and down was entering our consciousness i even spent two years regularly at niit so that also kind of you know you can say uh, molded my mindset towards this so the first step was to 
give it a shot so it came from the heart ki karke dekh lo simply put right and then of course as you start on a journey which is completely uncertain which and in my case there is no one from this field i don't even have a single member in my family including extended family or friend who has done something in this space to this depth that i can kind of you know collaborate so so the first step was filling a void that i wanted to do the second step was moving understanding and seeking survival so that time honestly it is all in the popular media books and movies but the goal in a unfunded business for the first 2 3 4 years is actually survival to at least make whatever money it could be it could be in millions or it could be in lakhs or it could be in thousand doesn't matter but to survive and to get your confidence back that you are doing the right thing small victory as they say small steps so that really mattered but now uh, having spent some time and worked with some uh, really respectable and extensive base of client i can say that the void we are trying to fill is coming up with very modern contemporary visual content which is actually driven by a mix of passion which is still gut instinct and the business need so we don't say yes immediately we ask a lot of questions we then also actually at times you'll be surprised when the client is expecting one iteration we actually give them two options one could be what you are looking for and one could be that something which we wanted to create and show you right because a lot of clients don't know what like how will this come out what they are looking for right because it's it's just a very 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 subjective space of creativity right so so the, broadly that's the void we are trying to say that you know we are trying to remain super passionate uh super gut driven instinct driven and marry it with the actual business need of the client when it comes to anything in the space of visual content so in your opinion uh, how has the visual content space evolved in last 8 years is very simply put no rocket science a dramatic shift towards videos which is anything motion right and i'm of course my exposure is limited to india so the fact that in last 8 to 10 years or 11 or 12 years when you see such a massive momentum of acceleration in the b2c modules of like with the likes of flipkart amazon paytm oyo right the fact that people are moving from offline to online and because their attention span is going down they will be consuming and absorbing a lot of uh, screen time and screen time can either be static or in motion simply put right static after some time is static as as the word says so there is no excitement you can add right you can change the colors you can change xyz but it's still static there is no twist there is no turn there is no action and therefore the entire thing that videos gifs all those things give you uh, that excitement that adrenaline rush has clearly happened in front of me people never used to even ask us when we were also not focusing extensively people were not even used asking us right that do you do videos now videos and a combination of videos and design is is driving everything from in house hr content to uploading them on internet for viewers and for employees to coming up with digital focus ads right to coming up with as i say snackable video content 
So instead of having three minute long content, have a teaser of 20 seconds, have a full video of 30 seconds. All those are actually shifts that are happening. And I'm pretty sure that will go up what shape it takes further. It's difficult to predict. Right, difficult. I mean, VR, AR, I don't know. If you ask me, is, is at an underlying level is emotion. So that's, that's something which has happened in front of my own eyes. Our websites have changed. I'm sure, right? Our websites have changed. I don't think any client would want to have a website which is static. They want a dynamic website. And that's an indication of how things are shifting, right? From the way the coding is done to the way videos are given focus on. Everything is changing, which is actually very good, by the way. It's like, uh, it's unhiding the creative potential that lies ahead in this space. Navneet, in my experience, I think uh, entrepreneurs are very good at connecting dots. And hence, I think you've operated in two very different ecosystems, two very different spheres, right? How can your uh, visual content experience or skill benefit or help an inside practitioner? Are you saying that because videos have exploded and I think all the content that we consume has an underlining motion attached to it, are you saying that there will be or there will be a time where PowerPoints, I think, will be killed and I think they'll be replaced with video content? I will say absolutely. Uh, I'll also say that that trend has started and multiple things have come in play for that. The fact that we have moved from a desktop laptop to a mobile automatically makes that whatever content we are creating, even in a professional capacity as an inside professional, which was questionnaire, PowerPoint, Excel file, have to fit into the screen that our audience is consuming, which is the clients. It's natural. It's nothing. I mean, as you rightly said, I also agree that almost all entrepreneurs, small, big, established, success yet to be successful because i see everyone is a successful entrepreneur in in the philosophical term all of them are good in connecting dots so that's this this is clearly happening right second with the amount of pressure that is coming up in terms of uh changing landscape world over right all of us now are operating as companies and not countries right the uh, the the response time for information exchange has gone down but the expectation that the information comes out clearly in a much more cohesive manner, much more presentable manner has gone up. So someone has to marry this. The way to marry is that the individuals, which is a human part, kind of upskill themselves on how to present the data. And at the same time, the technology companies or almost all the companies which create these tools have to really come up with tools that fit into that upskill part. So there are clients who have talked to us who said that can we convert a particular proper hardcore 20 slide presentation into a video or as they call it as an AV, which is an audiovisual with background music, with voiceover, without voiceover, so on and so forth. And I also believe going forward as we spend more time working from home and therefore less time presenting in person, apart from our all video conferencing brands like Zoom and Microsoft Teams and all, they intend to have a voiceover backed presentation will go up. And that is actually when you add a voiceover with a presentation, which is therefore in motion, it's like an AV, it's like a video. So I will say that, like always, remain curious, 
figure this out that even if your clients are not asking, can you create two slides which are infographic heavy rather than just charts and pie charts heavy, right? Instead of can you concise a 10 slider into two sliders, which is therefore reimagining the entire way to present. If you can do that, that can be the first step of bringing a shift to your job and role. Forget whether the company is agreeing to it. The second step when this catches fire that the trend of presenting data, information, insight, content shifts at a, from an individual to a team to a company level, then automatically different mediums will come up. It could be videos. It could be like a teaser, for example. If a client says, I have a presentation on 28th, send them a teaser on 27th, like a two, two minute, like a 10 second, like a 20 second. I mean, the marriage has to happen between the insight thinking professional and between the content creating professional. It can be the same team, same company. It can be two collaborators, two associate. Of course, that's how it will work. So are you saying that if, if there is a new budding youngster who enters the industry, yeah. I think while they you know sort of pick up how to use a statistical package like yeah. SPSS, yeah. they should be equally interested in learning Adobe. Oh, 100%. You will be surprised. I know startups who are focusing only and only on creating presentations. And for them, the next step is to move up, which means a traditional inside company, imagine they outsource their presentation development facility to another startup. It is a startup, what I just said, right? That, okay, sort of these, this is my report. This is a data. This is an Excel format. It's an SPSS format, right? Can you convert it into a very slick modern presentation? And the answer, if the answer is yes, over a period of time with all the cost benefit analysis and uh, as they say, culture amalgamation and all, this can be a trend to look up to. Second point, I'm saying that the lines have completely vanished. Earlier they were blurred when companies and when professionals used to think in one field or the other. I am 100% confident that those lines don't exist. They have all vanished. And effectively in the world of online, wherein we are all behaving, whether we agree or not, we all are becoming storytellers. And storytelling is too wide a space here. It's thinking, meeting, execution. The execution traditionally was presentations, Word documents, Excel, but now it can be anything, right? Seriously, I mean, it's just a matter of one big client, some part of the world agreeing to listen to a podcast with wherein the entire FAQs and the data comes out and it becomes a regular part that it will pick up as a trend. Why not? I mean, the storyteller has to be engaging and thoughtful and in every which way. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know whether that answers your question or not. Oh, it does. It does. Because I think, you know, the moment you started talking about being a good storyteller, I think instead of just asking you a very simple, plain vanilla question as to, you know, what you exactly do at Unhide, let me just ask this in a slightly different way. What is your unique proposition when you are creating visual content for brands and corporates? Because I think there are many other players out there probably in the same field doing the same thing. So how do you really differentiate Unhide when it comes to visual content production? And I think when you answer this question, also help us understand a bit more about what do you do at Unhide? Sure, Saurabh. Uh, very simplistic put, uh, simplistically put, Unhide is all about visual content. Uh, when I say visual content, broadly three spaces, videos, 
which is corporate films, ad films, animation, 2D, 3D, so on and so forth, and GIFs and all. When it comes, the second space is design, which is brochure, newsletter, logo, branding. We do a lot of branding work. And third is imagery, which is photography. Within design, we also now have started working on websites. So those are three broad things. And the good thing we bring to table is uh, like it's an end-to-end solution. So effectively, we can provide all these three things. So if a client is looking at coming up with a small or a big campaign, they can engage with us on these things. So that's broadly what we do. We're based out of Gurugram. Guru, we are based out of Gurugram. And we worked with almost all the nice, big, established clients in India and outside India also. Having said that, your bigger question about the unique proposition, right? Now, there are two ways I can answer. One route is the business MBA way that I reach out five points. We are passionate, we are creative, we are differentiated, we are X, we are Y, right? But to be honest with you, that's not something which is coming from my heart. As simple as that, in the space of creative field, the only and only differentiation matters is our ability to think creative and to be to refine our storytelling abilities. Nothing else matters. Nothing else, actually nothing else. As simple as that. Why? If tomorrow Saurabh says, Navneet, can we engage you on a particular video that you need for, say, say your launch podcast, the launch video for your podcast, you need some, right? You will look into my body of work and you will look at some other body of work, right? Let's suppose you find two or three teams identical, right? Then you may go ahead with someone which you believe fits into your culture and your budget, right? So that is a struggle with almost all creative companies, creative teams. So therefore, there's no straightforward differentiation, the USP like the MBA terms. But what matters is the quality of thinking that you bring to table when you meet a client, the way you approach the business problem, right? The response time with which you keep your client and your teams communicated and updated, right? And the way you are there for them when things don't go in your things don't go the right way in which you wanted them to go. So these three, four points is what I believe we're extremely thoughtful and passionate about. And I also attribute that, uh, and I also attribute the journey of Unhide to these things. Right? And of course, and therefore the quality of thinking is also a reflection of the kind of team that is there at Unhide. Right? And whether we are able to bring passion continuously. Because it's a very, I won't use, I mean, the traditionally you can say it's a very competitive field, but I will say it's a very undifferentiated field because anyone and everyone can claim to write a script. Anyone and everyone can claim to think creatively, do copywriting, right? But like creative creativity or arts or whatever this field takes much longer to show differentiation than the usual product-based delivery or scale-based ventures. So today, if I say I'm, I'm, say I'm operating out of 100 countries, then automatically that's my differentiation. You cannot counter that, right? And that's a massive differentiation because which means that I can launch a campaign in 100 countries in one go, right? So I don't have a, yeah, I don't have a scale-based differentiation. I don't intend to have a big brand name kind of a differentiation. 
I think if you ask me, I will say that uh, we are differentiating on our passion and the quality of thinking and response time that we are able to bring. After that, when the doors open, we of course showcase our body of work. So far, it's been very well received. So I think Navneet, I have to ask this as 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 my last question. You know, actually, to this episode, entrepreneurs are very good at anticipating. They can they can foresee a future. And hence, I think, what do you think is the biggest threat to your line of work? How will visual content production change in in sort of times to come? And where do you see this sort of industry actually moving to? So the biggest threat to any creative outfit is complacency. Because if we become self-obsessed with our own creative opinion that we have, right, and we therefore we unknowingly create walls and get stuck, it's 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 dead. We're dead. There's no other way out. We don't need anyone else to come and so-called eat us out or replace us and blah 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 blah. Nothing like that. That's the first thing. So therefore, we have to keep working hard. in a disciplined manner on our own selves as a team as a brand as individual as freelancer as a company blah 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 right because if we don't reignite our own passion and think afresh we will our work will start looking stale because our work is a manifestation of what is in our mind right i mean as simple as that so that's the biggest threat the second threat i somehow don't like the word threat but i understand where you're coming from the second challenge or the constraint i foresee is if we as team are not one or two steps ahead of our client with respect to new trends in the space of visual content so instead of our client asking that this is happening we should be ready to say that you know what this is something which is happening and this can help you approach the same stuff in a new way would you be open to that idea because both technology and solutions around technology are moving faster than we can imagine right and a lot of macro macro indicators like the gig economy as simple as that collaboration has become so easy lean as they say lean startups right so one person sitting in brazil one person sitting in india can collaborate and come up with a brand name and launch business but yeah so therefore that's that can be our competition of course all the biggest established companies and brands are also our competition but i don't want to approach i have not yet yet approached like that what i am approaching is that we have few clients we need to service them so well that they really feel that yes our work is actually improving rather than getting stale or rather than getting stagnant and second we need to keep approaching our own ways of how we pitch we need to actually be much more proactive in revisiting our own pitches than waiting for the clients right because any new person or any new team will actually have a better pitch than ours because they're coming new it's like ek naya ghar ek as they say na that a new home will always look better than an old home just because of the freshness that logic applies here as well because in the end if i'm selling sending you a pdf or a ppt or a video and i am a new player my work should look fresher than the older one tabhi then only you will give me work so as a result i have to actually think like a fresher every second day which so far we've been able to do and successfully uh, achieve but then those two things will keep us kind of you know if you ask me in check which is 
not getting complacent and second being 10 steps ahead of our own self and few steps ahead of our client when it comes to what next in visual content i think navneet uh, you know everything that you shared on this episode i think was very refreshing for me and i'll and i'll tell you why i why i call and you know why i use that word refreshing because i think your approach to your venture is very simple your approach to your venture has been very fundamental and i think in the world where we we uh, see how entrepreneurs are building very uh, cool complex tech products they use a lot of jargons they have a blueprint for success but i think what was very refreshing in this chat is that you can still be very fundamental about how you approach a, a particular idea you can be very simple about it and if you infuse a lot of passion you know into that idea i think the world will you know still take note of it so i think thank you for sharing and being very authentic in in how you actually approach business and i think uh, it was a very insightful discussion for me so thank you for doing this and i wish you all the best to scale new heights with anahide thank you so much for coming on to my show thanks thanks a lot saurabh uh, really really nice conversation and i'm glad that i could contribute in whatever way to what you are trying to achieve with this entire podcast series called recast it uh, i like the name so that's i think is a in itself is a winning uh, element of recall having said that yeah it's 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 great to also listen to what you kind of you know the kind of questions you have asked because that has also made me think about how the world is moving because when you are on your own journey and you are working on a day to day basis you are always you may not be uh, open not in saying that you're not open but you you don't have exposure to how the world is kind of you know shifting so my this conversation with you has actually been very insightful for me as well uh, with the kind of questions you have asked and yeah thanks thanks a lot for having me here it it really feels uh, nice to reconnect with you and also wish you all the best with recast thank you so much navneet You've been listening to Recast with me, Saurabh Sardana. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Don't forget to leave a review and rating on your favorite episode. We will be back with a brand new episode in next two weeks. Also, if you want to chat with me, connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter.